Hey, 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 you guys. I am so excited to have Mr. Eric Lee as a special guest on Black Canvas. He's an American singer-songwriter. He was raised in South Florida, and he grew up with a very eclectic taste in music. Um, he's had many influences. Some of them you guys may know, like Dolly Parton, the Eagles, and Bob Dylan. Um, he has a great creative vocal styling. Um, he's released a debut single by the name of Same Dirt Road. And it was released in November of 2020. And it quickly garnered over 5 million streams online. And it hit number 38 on the Music Row radio chart and obtained a strong international presence. I love this guy. He has a lot going for him as far as vocally, emotionally. His music really speaks to me. And I was actually streaming it yesterday. And I was just so excited to be able to catch up more with Eric. And he said he wanted to be a guest, and we're so glad to have you, Eric, here on Black Canvas. Oh, thank you for having me, Jerry. Oh, Thanks for all the kind oh, well, words. It's true, Eric. I mean, you really have a talent that I think is going to really amass just music. I think people are going to really connect with you as a person, and I'm just glad to have you here. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. All right. So let's kind of get into some of those questions. So the first one I really want to ask you is, okay. what is the role of music in the early years of your life? Um, well, uh, my, my dad gave me my first guitar and taught me a few songs when I was 12 and, um, you know, some things went down and my grandmother ended up taking custody of me and my brother and she was the best, uh, she used to take me to guitar lessons every week and also endured all the bad first shows I played. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, she was amazing and she was so supportive of, of music, uh, throughout the years, you know, me being a teenager, you know, she even saw that I went to audio engineering uh school you know down in miami when i was living in south florida with her and uh you know so it's always been a huge part of my life um i also dealt with severe anxiety you know through my teenage years and my guitar was always therapeutic and helped me overcome it uh you know i'd be blasting you know my amplifier in my room imagining you know playing to a huge festival of people so you know it's always been my dream wow I love that you say that. Can you talk more about your anxiety? Do you mind sharing about like how your anxiety kind of um, propelled you in your music career, but also could sometimes cause you to feel even maybe second guessing yourself as a musician? <clears throat> Do you mind talking about that? Sure. Um, well, you know, it was this this weird kind of anxiety where it it happened one day uh, out of out of, out of nowhere where it was it was a full on panic attack and I never experienced it before. And, you know, and it was just sort of a rush of adrenaline that that would happen. And I didn't realize what it was. Um, and I dealt with, with some, you know, it, it, it basically was happening to me every single day for a period of two years, almost, I would say probably like 15 to 17 where, mm -hmm. you know, it was now I was in this sort of cycle of, I was afraid of having the feeling. So it was sort of a loop where the, the anxiety would just appear constantly because I was afraid of being afraid, you know? So, uh, and then I was afraid of, of taking any sort of, um, wow. you know, medication for it. Cause I was so, I be kind of became, uh, you know, you know, sort of irrationally scared of like, I don't know how this is going to make me feel, you know? And so, um, eventually I just sort of came to a point where, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I said one day that this is no way to live. And um, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I have this feeling for the rest of my life. I'm going to start going out and living my life. I, you know, I had to, <clears throat> I had to withdraw out of school, man. Uh, you know, it, just to be real candid, uh, I had, I had actually had to get my GED, you know, because uh, it was too hard, too difficult, you know, during this time for me to be in school because of this anxiety condition. Um, but as soon as I started, honestly, you know, and I've met a few people who've experienced this type of anxiety. It's a very specific type of anxiety. Uh, it's, it can, you know, some people have a, a condition where, you know, it's something personal going on. Um, whereas may, maybe mine w- could have been triggered maybe subconsciously by something personal, but, um, man, it was, it was a rough point, you know, I'll tell you. Uh, but as soon as I, you know, my whole trick and, you know, and, there's actually been a few books that I, that, that I've read that were recommended to me. And I have a, a close friend actually, who he's one of the few people who has experienced this type of anxiety, this sort of, it's sort of like an out of body experience when you have this attack. Um, and the, the trick is to say, who cares? You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to live, I'm going to live through it. And, you know, I, I don't care what happens, you know, I'm, I'm good. I got to keep pushing forward. And so that's sort of, um, it was sort of an epiphany, you know, when I, when I got to that point to where nothing could scare me anymore, you know, nothing, it, it honestly, I, I was much more of a, of a shire and uh, overthinker when I was a teenager. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, sometimes I still can be, but honestly, uh, overcoming this anxiety, um, has, it's almost been a gift in my life because I mean, I, I've done things that I would have never done had I not experienced that level of anxiety and overcome it, you know, like I went skydiving in 2011, you know, which was awesome. So, yeah. Not yeah. Eric, you're on your own <laughs> on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. No, but I want to, you know, well, you tell, I'll tell you, I will never do it again. Right. It was a bucket list thing. Uh, <laughs> when I went, you know, while I was skydiving, uh, my, I went tandem with an instructor mm-hmm. and he tells me, kick to your left, kick to your left. And I started kicking, kicking to my left. Uh, it was after I pulled the cord, you know, to release the chute. We land, we land on the ground and he tells yeah. me, wow, great job, Eric. Teamwork, you know, you, you helped save our lives. And I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, uh, the chute tangled. Uh, you know, that's why I said kick to your left. I laid on the ground, man, for what? like 10, 15 minutes. My friends were all that, that I went with. They were all just pounding beers over in the in the, in the area, the, the you know the dining room area, you know, just celebrating because they loved it. Uh, me, it would it mean for me mm-hmm. once he told me that it was such a surge of adrenaline. You know, I just was. I don't need to do that again. But I'm glad that I experienced it once. It was it was a uh, fun. It was fun. At least I forced myself to have fun. I just wanted to do it. But man, oh man, I, you know what a trip that was crazy. Well, I know my higher power didn't give me wings, and I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool, though. I mean, I, I just I'm afraid of heights myself, so I'm like that right there would be like anxiety producing. And after you told me that, I'd be like, really? Like that's what you came up with? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's but, it's crazy because you know my friend he told me because he'd done it before, and then he went with me, and he said mm-hmm. you're so high up that you you can't even. It's not even a fear of heights at that point because of how high you are. Um, you know, when you jump out, it's almost like the world's biggest fan has been put in front of your face. And, you know, you know, he had a point there too, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Anybody listening, it's like, uh, you know, it's if you look at the statistics, I think most people are fine after they do it, but I personally don't need to do it again. My shoot tangled. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you have a backup shoot, but yeah, that's that's my story with that. Well, I love that story. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about what's one word that could kind of best describe your music. If you can kind of identify it in one word, if you could, for us. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would say the word bridge um, because I'm hoping to bridge people together and from different communities with my music, you know, because I'm doing my own thing with my music. Um, you know, it's obviously, you know, it, it, it obviously has uh, country roots, but you know, there's also elements of, of rock and pop in there too. And so, and it's all across the board. And I, you know, I'm hoping it, that it appeals to a wide uh, range of people and, you know, and, and brings people together at the shows because I think we need that now more than ever for sure. I think so too. And like you said, being a bridge, it just goes into, I love your song, Same Dirt Road. We're going to really talk about that because I think like we <clears> need to really dissect that song because it's amazing and i think it stands for a lot of things that people need to hear thank you but it kind of goes into like the creative process of songwriting can you tell us what goes into (laughs) your creative process well i would say it all starts with inspiration and a a concept or a title you know i I always and i know it's such a broad thing to say but you got to be inspired um you know a, a lot of times too i spent a lot of years as a producer um, before giving my, you know, this, this, um, my own shot at, you know, releasing my own songs as an artist. And, you know, sometimes you work with other people and, you know, you just, you, you do a writing session and you're writing a song just for the sake of writing a song, you know, cause you want to, you, you know, you just want to have success or you want people to enjoy it sonically. Um, but for me, uh, the best songs come out of that, that pure feeling of, of inspiration, you know, and I could, honestly just be running errands and all of a sudden I'll get an idea in my head, um, you know, or I'll just be thinking about what do I, what do I want to say? You know, what do I have to say with this, with this song? And so I'll always start each song by laying down voice memos on my phone um, and writing lyrics in the notes app. And I've got so many notes uh, and so many voice memos uh, of song starts and I won't actually record the song in Pro Tools um, or Ableton, I, you know, I tend to work in both for different reasons. Um, but I won't lay down, I won't hit record until the song feels complete with just an acoustic guitar and, and me singing it. Because for me, if I start production too early on, uh, the track I've made can sort of box me in and limit my ideas for where the song should go. Um, so I think, you know, there's something just, you know, there's something really efficient about the classic approach of, just writing a song with an acoustic guitar or if you're if you're a pianist just you know hit leaving voice memos going and just try to make the song happen with just you know you and and your instrument and then produce it you know the song will always produce itself afterwards in, in my opinion if you've got the song dialed in just you and an acoustic guitar and the vocal and lyrics are compelling enough and and you know it's inspired then <clears throat> The, produ- the song will produce itself. It'll be easy to produce. You, you know, then then there's a, a bunch of different ways you can produce that song. <clears throat> I love that, Eric. And it kind of goes into, I know each musician is different in how they um, like to go in the songwriting process or 
how can they be creative? Some people like to have a team around them um, where others may struggle with what should I do in managing um, the actual vamp of the song or if they're doing an actual chorus or A or B section of a song. It can be really difficult when you have a, maybe a tune in your head and then you're trying to see how can I make this into um, not only something that shows my true talent, but something that people can connect with as well. And it kind of goes into like one of the biggest mm-hmm. accomplishments I know. Now, maybe I'm off. You tell me if this is one of your biggest accomplishments. But as I mentioned mm-hmm. in the beginning, five million streams online of Same Dirt Road. I mean, that's amazing with it being your debut single. Is that one of your biggest accomplishments so far in your career? I definitely, <clears throat> I'm sorry for my, my voice keeps, uh, I keep like clearing my throat. I had coffee this morning. So it's okay. Uh, Eric. My, my yeah. voice does that too. So we're going to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I would say absolutely because, you know, I get messages from all over the world, um, different languages and I'm always, you know, hitting Google translate. I'm always trying to reply to everybody and everybody has just, you know, had the kindest things to say about same dirt road and connected with it you know, all over the road, uh, all over the world with different roads, uh, which is the point of the song. And, uh, and so people have really connected with it. And that Mm -hmm. has been the most fulfilling aspect of that for me. Um, You know, if, if I had to choose another uh, accomplishment, um, I would say, you know, in 2018, I co-wrote a song with a a really good friend of mine named Kalina Zanders. And anybody who hasn't heard her name before should check out her music. She's incredible. Uh, an amazing, amazing singer, great voice, worked together with her on many songs for many years. Um, but we did a song actually called Stronger Than I've Ever Been. And uh, that year it was used in the Super Bowl commercial and Winter Olympics um, and also the Women's Tennis Championship. And so it was uh, such a, you know, feeling of pride. And and it, it was just such an amazing time because the, the commercial that it was used in was this Toyota uh, spot that was about a uh, the story of a Paralympic athlete who's won uh, 10, I believe, 10 gold medals. Um, it was, you know, and we didn't know. We thought actually when we first heard about this commercial, we thought it was going to be just a, a car commercial. And we thought, oh, cool. Great. Sign us up. And then we saw the commercial and it was such a touching mm-hmm. uh, such a touching piece uh, brought us to tears. You know, so, it, you know, I would say that was a very uh, proud moment as well. I think both of those are great moments. And when we think of the Paralympics, I love watching the Olympics. That is actually my favorite thing to do um, Mm. is when that time of year comes around, I go back to the 96 Olympics, which is one of the ones I remember vividly. Um, And I just go back to each Mm. year, even this year watching it. I had such a pride in seeing all countries represented and being able to, and I would love the Paralympics. I watched that as well. And it just shows people of just resiliency and, you know, working through a pandemic and still, you know, studying and practicing and honing their craft to be not only amazing athletes, but to, to share of themselves, which I thought was really amazing. So um, can you tell us what's one of your biggest setbacks so far in your career? setbacks i would say let me see here i would say probably man that's a tough one i would say probably you know this is just simple but probably not being able to tour yet um i was really really hoping to you know this my song same dirt road it debuted last november and i was i was working so hard to 
you know, have some sort of play some shows, you know, get some opportunities. But, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, being at the state that it is, you know, there's really the, the bigger acts are the ones that that have the ability to tour just because they have that base. But, you know, I also see shows, you know, canceling all the time because, you know, it's it's still it's still a bit spicy out there. <laughs> you know, I would say with. Yeah, for sure. So it was looking good in, in you know, Absolutely. in June. And people were optimistic and, and, and hopeful, but it's it's just we're not out of the woods yet. And, you know, and so we still got to stay strong and, and stay, you know, keep our precautions up. And so but I'm hoping next year, I would say uh, I can't wait to play some shows. I did play uh, one show, uh, which was an outdoor show uh, and also distance. It was safe and it was at a um, uh, it was for a, a country station, actually, in Santa Barbara. They're, they're been they've been playing my song same dirt road on the radio there and they invited me and the band out and and that was a really really great time i was so glad to to play at least one show this year well i love that and you know eric people have been being very creative since the pandemic like doing like instagram shows i've seen people do like live youtube shows so like that's also some alternatives too if that's something like to think about like I, I love watching the Instagram stories and seeing people sing live because that's just a way of still connecting. And and we know, of course, now um, things have shifted. Um, I remember when I was younger, people would buy CDs and we had our Walkmans, which for some of our younger audience, they oh, yeah. wouldn't know what a Walkman is. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I loved Walkmans. They were great. I loved it. And and so now. Of course, that was so cool. Yeah, they're still cool. But now we have like more of like the, oh, yeah. um, of course, streaming services. So I think this actually works a lot of musicians stronghold of being able to still connect with people um through different venues but just kind of being aware of what's out there i think can really help i know i you know i do do those live streams believe me i do i've posted mm-hmm. some live performances on my youtube channel as well um that I, i'm real proud of as well for those who want to check it out um but um yeah I, you know i've got on zoom interviews and i'm always playing acoustically so i do try to keep that up but there's uh there's nothing like you know, being, being with, show. well, being with the <laughs> band, especially, and I've got a great yeah. group of musicians, um, who played so, so well at the last show we did. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I can't wait either for you. I think like that's going to be such a great moment for you because it's, it's going to help you to relieve some of that anxiety that you've had. And then also it's going to help you to be aware of, you know, how good it feels to kind of get back into that atmosphere. But Let's kind of talk about something that I think is important for our younger listeners. Do you have any advice for maybe a person who's interested in being in the music industry? Is there any advice you can give someone who might want to become a musician? Yes. Um, First thing that comes to mind is you kind of have to know how to do everything. The more you know how to do, uh, the the more you're going to be in the driver's seat. And, and, and basically pushing your career forward. Uh, for me, uh, the first thing that, that was really helpful in being able to record, you know, being able to release my own songs was being able to record my own songs. And so nowadays, uh, learning how to record and produce your own music is more accessible than ever. And so uh, I'd highly recommend for those uh, aspiring to, you know, be a performing artist, go on YouTube, excuse me, pick a, uh, pick a, pick a, you know, a DAW, which is, you know, a digital audio workstation, you know, wh- whether it be Ableton or Pro Tools or Studio One, 
um, or logic, um, I would say learn how to use one of those and make your own music. And then, uh, you know, take it, take it forward from there. You know, you're going to need to learn how to uh, market yourself on social media and you got to be objective uh, with the perspective on how you were being received. You got to have an idea of who your audience is, right? You got to think about these things and you got to think about all these things critically. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I even learned how to edit my own videos. You know, I worked with my friend who is a really talented, uh, you know, videographer and is great. Um, but you know, budget is of concern. And so, and I've got my own vi vision. So I said, yeah, just give me the footage, you know, oh, don't yeah. worry. Uh, I, I can take it from here. And I learned how to use, um, DaVinci Resolve, which is an incredible, powerful, uh, video editing program. I edited the same dirt road music video myself. I, yeah, I edited that myself. I, ed I mean, all the wow. videos up, I, I've edited myself. I just had other people shoot it. And so honestly, I would, uh, you know, and, and I just learned how to do it. I did not ha know how to do it before, but I would say my knowledge of, uh, you know, pro tools and all that kind of trans, you know, transcended into a video editing application. So I'd say learn a little bit of everything. If you want to break out, in, you know, whether it's in any sort of having any sort of presence online, you've got to learn the ins and outs of, of every aspect of that and, and try to be able to do it yourself because no one can stop you then. That's true. And then you have creative control over, you know, the narrative that you want to present to the audience. So absolutely, I think that's a really, really great thing that you, and I'm very proud that you were able to do that because that is, that's tough. I mean, there's a lot of money that goes into editing. And if you can figure out a lot of those aspects on your own, I think that definitely helps to improve your career. Um, can you tell us? Thank yeah, you, I'm really proud of that. Um, do, yes, Thank sir. You. Now, what about any artistic um, collaborations? Do you have anyone that you're thinking about recording with um, on the horizon that you're aware of that might that we can might have heard of or know? Well, you know, nothing, nothing set yet, but um, there's plenty, plenty of artists I would love to work with. Um, I'm working on creating a duet version of my song for who you are, and I'm hoping to be able to pull that off soon. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to some artists pretty soon. Who knows what, you know, will happen next year. But uh, this year I'm focusing on releasing. Um, I've got a single coming out October 22nd. So just under two weeks, it'll be out. It's called Simple Things. I think it's, it's got a nice sentiment for the holiday season, you know, focusing on the simple things and, you know, the chorus is about, you know, just spending more time with your family, calling up your mama, you know, playing fetch with your dog, things like that. And I think um, I think that uh, I hope people enjoy it, you know, so uh, and then also I've got a few more songs that will be coming out for the season, too, that um, there will be more information when they when they drop. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on pins and needles waiting because I'm telling you, I think like the three songs that really stand out to me that I really want to talk about next um, are mm. Same Dirt Road, Walking in Your Shoes, and Road. And um, I'm sorry, and Out Here in the Year. Can we kind of talk? Oh, Out Here in the Yard. Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I say you? Yeah. Yard. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it, it's okay. I There's know the song. I'm sorry. Of. I'm tongue-tied. Excuse me. <laughs> Can You're you talk good, about bro. Out Here in the Yard? I saw the, the clip art versions of it and saw it on Instagram and I thought it was amazing. I love that song. And can you talk about out here in the Thank yard you. first? 
Sure. Yeah. So the photo, I, I, you know, out the gate is a striking one. It, it's hilarious. And it's meant to be that, you know, I was trying to capture people's attention. And, you know, when you're marketing, your, you know, a song and yourself, you got to go big, you got to go bold, you got to stand out. And so my wife actually came up with that idea. And I thought, I said, I asked her, seriously, that's you're down to do this. And I, I said, let's well, all right, let's shoot it today. And she's like, oh, today. And I said, because I had a I was doing a, <laughs> a photo shoot, actually, uh, you know, I had it scheduled in. Um, it's my my cousin, Jocelyn, you know, she's you know, w- she's like a sister to me. And so uh, this the, the the photo is sub, sub, uh, pretty suggestive, uh, but we're actually, uh, you know, we're not actually nude, <laughs> you know, well, I'm, I just pulled up my, my bathing suit pretty high and, you know, and we positioned <laughs> the margarita glass, uh, really, really, um, you know, strategically. So, uh, but yeah, this is so funny, but I got, I had a great time recording that one. Uh, man, I, you know, the guitar work was, was highly, highly inspired by, uh, two of my heroes, Brad Paisley and Joe Walsh, uh, from Eagles. Oh, yeah. And so I just wanted to, you know, make a baby, uh, uh, you know, which is that song. And basically just uh, it, it just sort of combines uh, country music and rock and roll. And that's what that song embodies. And, and, you know, I felt like we all needed that that sort of spirit that the song has, um, you know, this this past summer. And so people really enjoyed it. I really am proud of it. And uh, I'm going to give it another push uh, next year as well, because. I want that song. I have a really great feeling that that song, when it, you know, when it gets the push and it gets in front of uh, enough people, I, I really, that's one song that I feel like I'm really confident in. I can't wait for more people to hear it. And it's just your tone in that song. Like it's something about the way you sing and it's, and you can change up your, your, your tone in different songs. And I, I really like that one. Like that one was something where I was like, wow, Thank this you. is something I think could be a big, like top twenties on CMT. <laughs> I could really see people catching on to that and then also yeah. being able to promote it in different venues. Like I think this could be a crossover hit too, where people can definitely hear yeah. it on pop stations as well. I think that it really is a great song. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and it's a, uh, you know, some people have pointed that out, you know, Oh, your voice sounds a little different in this song, but you know, the voice is, is a tool, right? Different songs call for different mm-hmm. types of, you know, I would say in this, this case, little more grit or less grit if it's a you know like same dirt road is is more of a pop country song right so i sang that one a bit cleaner and um there's plenty of you know um artists throughout the years uh who have had really um i'd say dynamic vocals um that i've really uh, admired so i you know i'd say uh i I was really excited to to you know i want to keep things interesting on my upcoming album i want things to be really dynamic and and so I had to sing this one with that grit and that soul, I would say. Well, I definitely felt it. I, I, I think like that is a mark of a true professional because there's some <laughs> artists that just believe they have to be one note. And if they're successful, yeah. we heard the term we used to call it was the one hit wonders. And, you know, it's that one song that, oh, yeah, I remember that. But like for you, I think you not only have crossover appeal, but like people are going to connect with you just outside of singing. Cause like I said, even talking about with your wife and, and what kind of went behind it, those kind of stories are going to really connect with people. Cause they're going to be like, Hey, you know, he's, he's able to be proud in his marriage where unfortunately in the music industry, there's many times where, you know, they'll tell artists not to say you have a girlfriend or have kids or have this, because many years ago that was frowned upon because they wanted you to be accessible in those ways to the fans. 
Oh, for sure. So yeah, and that's what's great about country music is is that it's sort of embraced that if you're a family man, and it just takes it just makes being an artist so much more uh, appealing to me because of that reason. Sorry not to cut you off. I just I just wanted to say that that I think it's great for that reason too. Yeah, I'm glad you cut me off on that. That's a really good point of like I love country music. I mean. I've interviewed um, a few country artists and it's just something about when you talk to someone who's been in that, that lane, what if you're in Nashville or if you're in Colorado, wherever you live, country is within you. And I feel like it's, it shows us our country and where we're going in a direction of that love, the, the finding self-will to, to push forward, even despite a pandemic that the music itself speaks to so many people. And that's why I say when I was listening to your music again yesterday, it just really helped me to be ready for this interview because I could tell that you really have something special, but you, you do care about your family and family is one of the key cornerstones in a lot of households. And I think people are going to really connect with that part of you for sure. Yeah. And I think it's so important to be authentic. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think nowadays more and more, you know, you see it on TikTok, people just want to connect with what's, what's real. Right. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know and it feels good just to just to be able to be myself so it's it's really it's really really great for that reason too but yeah i i like to i you know i like to keep switching it up it's the producer in me you know if i some artists you know if if i guess maybe there's certain artists who are just an artist and they work with a producer and they they want to have something that's more cohesive i suppose and i think that at the end of the day the day my album when it comes out it'll you know to me it's coming out cohesive but in a more unorthodox way and so i i just want to keep you know every song will just sort of be it's right every song is i feel i don't know i want to keep people on their toes you know some of my favorite producers i think and, and singers they keep yeah <clears throat> they you know they keep like you know they every song it just they just want it to be great i think so yeah i'm, I'm excited to you know for people to hear it all come together yeah. Me too. I am as well. I want to talk about walk in your shoes. Can you talk about walking in your shoes? What what is that? What was the purpose of that song, and what kind of went behind it? Yeah. So uh, that one started out as more of uh, it's just me and my acoustic guitar, and um, you know, eventually it grew into this country rock song uh, because after I wrote it and you know had the lyrics all all together and you know I had this voice memo, um, I was thinking of how I wanted to produce it. And so then I had fun with it and, you know, and put these, these big drums and guitars on top of it. And, um, you know, I sent it out to Vance Powell, who is mixing every one of my songs and he's out in Nashville. And I, we were actually just together in person finally, which was, which was great that, that he's just the best, uh, not only as, you know, he made, he's won several Grammy award, you know, several Grammy awards for, for mixing, which is incredible, but also he's just the best person. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I would say, uh, that song sort of was just, you know, the idea came to me because I think it's, you know, I never really heard a country song, uh, about walking in each other's shoes, I I suppose. And so I thought, why not write it? I mean, a lot of these songs, I feel like I never heard, I never heard this kind of song in country music before. I'm going to write it, (laughs) you know? So, uh, that's kind of the, the idea. I'm sure that, you know, there's other songs out there uh, with similar sentiments, but, you know, I I just kind of been singing, singing things in my own way. 
Yeah. I love that. And it kind of goes into same dirt road, I think. Can you describe the premise behind that song? I think like that's going to be something that people are going to connect with. Um, and I love that it's very inclusive, but you feel <laughs> like you're almost on that dirt road with you, Eric. Can you kind of explain the lyrics and, and the purpose behind that song? Yeah, no, that's that one. That chorus came to me one day and it came to me out of the blue and it was actually originally sung a little differently. And, you know, and I'll tell you something I haven't t- told anybody yet. So I called up my brother and I sang it to him. I said, what do you think of this? And he didn't react. And, and I was so excited about the song, but he didn't react. So I thought, oh, man, like I got I to work this one up more. So um, and so then I sang it a little differently with a different melody, which is something another thing I'd, you know, I'd tell aspiring artists to do is to be open minded when you have lyrics uh, that came from your soul, that came from your heart. And, uh, you know, it's saying something that you want to say. Uh, but maybe sometimes the way you're singing it isn't always the best melody, right? I would say I would I would re- really challenge everybody to mm-hmm. uh, be open-minded. And, and if you've got a really strong, you know, sentiment to to your lyrics, uh, try different ways to sing it. Because in this case, uh, it really worked worked out for the song. And so I ended up singing this you know this newer way to uh, my friend Frank, um, who I've I've collaborated with over the years. Uh, to create uh, custom music for licensing purposes. We've licensed, uh, you know, a considerable amount of music to TV and film. And and so, uh, you know, I showed him this song. We were going to work on something different that day. And this was during lockdown. And uh, he, we were going to work on something different, but he stopped me and said, no, this one is special. And he he knew that I was gearing up to release some music. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, were, we wrote that one and, you know, it's just a simple drinking song that we hope, bring, you know, brings people together during, you know, during the time we were in. And uh, it ended up being the first song I released as my debut. And I was fortunate enough and really blessed enough to have Spotify. You know, John Marks, when he was at Spotify, he uh, recently left uh, just a few months ago. But he really was in my corner with the first three songs that came out while he was there. And the whole team, at, you know, even after... They kept the love going, you know, and uh, they Spotify added, uh, you know, Same Dirt Road, I believe, to seven playlists, which, you know, country editorial playlists, which is for first song is unheard of. I mean, you know, still, I, I can't believe it. And I'm just eternally grateful because they gave my music the push uh, for people all over the world to hear it, you know, and, and to hear that sentiment. So I, I had a lot of fun, you know, uh, producing it, by the way, uh, there's a you know, there's inspirations in that song from all across the board. And, and, uh, you know, I think it shows when you listen to it. I agree. And that's why I found you on Spotify initially, and then later on Instagram, but I love your music. And I love what that song represents for so many different people. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I really wanted to highlight that for sure, that I think like that is going to be not only a continual smash hit for you, but I think it's going to be a song that you may be able to close out a lot of your shows to, in the future. It'd be a great oh, song yeah. to close out. Like, I think people are going to really connect with it. For sure. And like, you know, just to kind of like, I don't know, give you a peek into like, you know, I'm trying to, I want to give you more information to what inspired the song, but I mean, there's so many, so many country singers that have inspired, you know, my music. Uh, you know, I would say, uh, but but for that song, obviously it's got that modern sound, and I would say 
you know, artists like Florida Georgia Line and, and Thomas Rhett um, were were big. Ins- but you know, on the drum side, oh, yeah. I would say uh, Pharrell. Actually, I'm a huge huge fan. He's one of my you know favorite producers of all time, and uh, pat- particularly the work he did on the last oh, yeah. NERD I album. I think, man, that album is is ahead of its time. I, I think it's it's amazing. So there's a lot of like. You know, I, I I want just to create something new. I constantly want to show people something that obviously, you know, honors tradition and, you know, there's different songs for that, you know, to do that in. And, you know, for a single, you kind of need to have that pop sensibility or else, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the push, you know? And so, you know, I get, I get, you know, some, some critics, you know, sometimes DM me and there's not too many of them, but they'll say, oh, this is too commercial for me. Or like, this ain't real country, that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, you know, this is my first song and you need to have pop you need to have a, you know, a pop country song if you want to get played on the radio. That's just the way it is these days and you know, I have other songs that are definitely way more traditional that I'm really excited to hear uh for for country purists to hear because I think they'll enjoy it way more and you know, it's and also out here in the yard, I mean, you know, the people that have heard that uh have really reacted to to it in a positive way. So I have something on my album, I think, for everybody. But, um, you know, that song, uh, I love it so much because the production, in a way, matches the sentiment of the song because of, you know, everything, all these different um, artists and producers that that inspired me kind of came together in that song. I agree. I I think, like, that's... And there's no definition of what traditional, quote-unquote, country music should sound like i mean because there's a lot of those traditional singers who sung different ways i mean we can go um to someone who's like a you know a vince gill or we can talk about like a travis trip or we can randy travis i mean even tim mcgraw every singer is different and mm-hmm. we have L- loretta lynn we have carrie underwood we have reba mcintyre like there's so yeah. many different types of artists and they all have their their own sound and i think like that's a great point of just you know, you finding and redefining who Eric is and what you want to represent is what, what really makes the difference. Um, but yeah. I have one more question for you. And okay. that's going to be, if you can tell the listeners, where can they find you online? If you don't mind giving like your Instagram handle and where all your music can be found. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'd say Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok are my active spaces. Um, it's at Eric Lee Music. Um, and it's also just all one word. Uh, you can also check out my website, ericlee.live. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, Eric, I'm just very grateful to now know you even on a different level outside of your music. And I'm not only grateful that you're a part of Black Canvas, and we would love to have you back when your new music comes out to kind of share and talk about, you know, the journey you're going through, but just a person, personal connection with you of, how genuine and honest and loving and caring you are as a person that supersedes the music. Um, and I think like when people really get to know you on that level, you're going to be something greater than you even thought you ever could become. And so I'm just, I'm grateful that we've had this time to talk and I would love to have you back in the future. The pleasure and honor is all mine, Jerry. I, I greatly appreciate you having me on and I enjoyed talking with you, man. And, and likewise, you know, honestly, you're a great guy yourself. And uh, I think, um, you know, I'd love to come on yeah, anytime. I'm always down.
Well, I'm, I'm grateful to have you here. And I know yeah. me and Eric on a tagline. So my line is, let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. And so I, I always like to tell people like we right have on. the opportunity to change the world and we get to recreate, you know, whatever canvases that we would like. And so I know if you continue on the road you're on, and it doesn't have to be a dirt road, but we'll, we'll make it the same dirt road. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that you're going to be not only successful, but you're going to find inner peace. And I know that's that's worth more than any money can buy any gifts it, for family, friends. I think when you find yourself, then that's when the true essence of a musician lies. And so we're grateful to have you on Black Canvas and we will definitely have you back soon. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to come back soon. All right, Eric. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will talk soon. You too, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again. Okay. Oh, no problem. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.